welcome back to Horsebroke Podcast Season 2, a podcast centered around real-life Amis with questionable judgment and lots of wine. This season will take you down the treacherous rabbit hole of expectation versus reality, Amy style. Welcome back to our next installment of Expectations versus Reality. This week, we are diving into horse shows, how we think things should go, or the fantasies that we've made up in our heads, and how they generally pan out for the average adult Amy. Our hosts this week are Alex, Jen, and me, Laura. So let's get started. Okay, I'm going to go with one of mine, and I think all three of us can relate. So, expectation... You show up to the showgrounds in the morning, and your gray horse is going to be gray. <laughs> no. Reality. Uh-uh. She's probably got poop on her eyelid or, like, on her wither. <laughs> in like, between the ears. Yeah. Something that requires yeah. a full bath. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And and the type of full bath that will also require you to take a full bath with them in order to perform said full bath. <laughs> Hence the between the ears, in case you didn't know where that one came from. Yeah, so that's my, like, every time I show up to a show in the morning, that's like my first thought is like, wh- where's the poop stain going to be today? Yep. Exactly. I automatically expect my horse to be completely covered in poop because that's just who she is as a horse. I just, that's my daughter, you know? <laughs> Guys, let's make a game. Okay. Let's make a bingo board for all the places where poop stains are. And the first one of us to get bingo gets uh, some, some waterless shampoo. Oh, God. I'll even sponsor the gift. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I love that idea. Yes, please. And, uh, and pictures. Pictures will be required for your little marker. Right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. okay. I'm going to make this. I'm going to make this a thing. I like that. I'm Poop stain bingo. <laughs> We'll share it as a template for all of our followers. So for the rest of you out there that have a gray horse or have a beautiful paint horse that loves to get the white part dirty, you are welcome to participate with us. Um, Follow-up question. So what do you guys do at shows to try to prevent the, the notorious poop stain? Like Lily has a sleazy, but... She doesn't have a full body sleazy because I thought that was too extra. Boy, was I wrong. Um, So she has this sleazy that just goes over her face and like to her shoulders. And then I usually put like her back on track. But then she usually somehow figures out ways to get the poop in there. So, Alex, what do you do? So I'm just I completely expect my horse to be covered in poop every time so the amount of things that I could try to put on her is just a waste so I just accept the fact that I'm waking up at four in the morning and not putting on my show breeches because that is a no-go I've done that before and got purple shampoo on my show breeches and panic panic ensued I saw a purple splotch it wasn't even in a place that was super like out in the open it it was probably going to be hidden by my show jacket but still I knew it was there 
So I just expect at this point to wake up at four in the morning and bathe my gray horse in purple shampoo because spot cleaning has not worked. I always, in the dark of the morning, I always like miss a little tiny spot. And then I walk out and I'm like, well, you're yellow on your back end. What the heck? (laughs) Sometimes I try to convince myself that the yellow tinge is just like the the sun is hitting like the wrong way or something. (laughs) Exactly. It's just like, no, that's supposed to be there. Like that's part of our look, you know, it's not, it's totally acceptable in the hunters, right? Yeah. I was like, if I'm being totally honest, I, I got to side with Alex on this one. You just let my me. expectation is that my horse will be covered in poop. <laughs> so whatever part of him is still gray, that's exciting for me. And I'm like, good boy. Like you managed to keep one side of your cheek clean. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. Um, so I just same thing. So I, I have also learned the hard way to not even attempt to arrive at the horse show in your show clothing. You, I just come in my jammies. I used to try to, yeah, this was a second mistake I learned. I used to try to put jammies over my show clothes and think that that would therefore preserve them. Water and shampoo uh, gets into both. (laughs) Even if there is a top layer, it still sinks into the second layer. So, yep. And you've just messed up your jammies and your show clothes. So, yes, I go to the barn in the morning prepared for a green slash brown colored horse who will look so very proud of himself each time. Mm-hmm. Um, I thankfully have the privilege so far, knock on wood, that he doesn't all he doesn't usually need shampoo to get the stains out right now. What? Yeah, he's (laughs) so far things have worked out where I can hose him and he dries without the stain. Oh my god, this magic magic trick (laughs) that I'm 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 very aware that this is a magic trick and it shouldn't be working out this way, and I'm pretty sure my luck will run out eventually. So right now we just try to, I say we, but it's me. In my mind, I have a groom. Um, In my mind, I have a groom too. (laughs) Full of just being able to hose him right now. And I'm not sure like why that's a thing or why that's working, which is why I'm convinced it's um, a magic trick. I wonder if it's because he's still really dappled. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. What color is um? What color are your horse's skin? CJ's black. Mm-hmm. Black. Okay. Hmm. Lily has pink skin. Oh. Well. She does. Yeah. I think so. Because her nose is black, and around her eyes are black. I don't know. Laura doesn't know what color her horse's skin is. <laughs> no, but when her like when I do her legs, it's pink. Well, that's different. Because maybe she has socks underneath her legs, like underneath the white part of her legs. I don't know, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think her face is dark, though, because it gets dark in the summertime. CJ is definitely black skinned. Um, I don't know. So I don't know what the magic trick is. I don't know why just hosing him right now makes the poop stains go away. But um, I'm going to continue to keep utilizing that awesome awesome strategy until I can't. However, guys, 
Alex can't relate, but Laura can. And so Laura's going to have to teach me how to do this. How do you do it in the winter? I can't hose him in the winter. It's cold. Yeah. I don't show in the winter. So that's a good tip. Uh, that would be my first tip. Great. Thanks. Appreciate. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so also, I was just thinking about this today because as of you know today, we're recording in like the second week of October and it just started getting drizzly here. And I was thinking, I wonder if I'm going to get another bath in this year because <laughs> I will go probably six months without bathing her. Um, oh, my gosh. As a gray horse owner, this physically hurts me. Yeah, because I, I was use- I don't understand the concept of it being too cold because it's never really too cold here. Yeah. Um, I, if I do have to bathe her in the winter, it's very few and far between and I'm very careful about how I do it, I guess. Um, I will rinse her legs in the winter time, but I'll try to stay away from her body. Um, coolers staying inside, just making sure she's not shivering, but generally I try not to mess with it. And, like, waterless shampoo, honestly. Um, True. But I do groom her a lot during the winter. So even if she's dirty, like, I still groom the crap out of her, you know? So, like, I use the um, shedding brushes not to get her to shed out, but, like, to get the mud off. Like, to get the caked mud Mm -hmm. off of her. And, like, so I start with that. And then I curry. And I just have a whole process. Do you clip? I haven't in the past, but last year I did like a bib clip and then this year I'm going to do a trace clip. Because I feel like you can't really groom if you're going to clip. I I don't have a lot of experience with clipping, so. So this will, of course, be my first winter with CJ in a place where winter is a thing. Um, Well, you know, a half thing. It's not winter enough where horse shows stop happening or there's snow or people move to indoor arenas. I'm not that cool. Um, but <laughs> but I don't know. And, and of course, last year, CJ and I weren't doing anything. So I don't really know how I navigate 36 degrees, but my horse still sweat under the saddle. And I have to clip them. So, listeners, if you know how to do this, please let me know, because I don't, it does not compute. I don't know how to bathe him when it's 36 degrees outside, and I don't know how to not bathe him because I can't curry. He doesn't have any, he doesn't have any hair. I think some barns um, have like heat lamps and stuff. So that's probably how they do it. But that, but I don't think North Carolina does because we just don't get that cold. Like we don't even get snow here. So there's like a weird in between. (laughs) And especially doing that at horse too. Like I wonder how you would do that. Like in the morning. Help. Unclear. We need some professional help. (laughs) Okay, Alex, so do you have another show, Expectation versus Reality, that you want to share with the group? Share with the class, Alex. Share with the class. All right. So we can all laugh. (laughs) With you. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So 
my expectations. So you ride just like you do in your lessons. You've been working hard all week. You've had some really great lessons. And then <laughs> the reality is you pick up the wrong leader right in front of the judge. <laughs> yes. Has this happened to you guys before? Well, luckily, my judge doesn't care about my leads, but <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say, like, especially like for me on the week long shows, I think my expectation would be like, you know, whatever we were experiencing and our lessons leading up to the show. But generally speaking, my first day is just a cluster and like we are a mess and a half. So <laughs> like I've shifted my expectation, but it used to be, like, totally, like, we're going to show up and we're just going to do exactly what we've been doing. And then the first day is, like, why do I do this? <laughs> exactly. It's, like, you nail everything in your lesson. Everything's going so well. And then all of a sudden, you're, like, where did that person go? Or like, the horse actually, or both. <laughs> exactly. Where did that person and that horse go? Because I'm pretty sure we nailed all of our distances last week, and this week we are chipping and flying to everything. <laughs> I I do, I will admit that I did experience what you are speaking of with the first horse show. Now, granted, the first horse show went very, very well, and we'll talk more in depth about that later. But exactly, I was like, wow. I don't, I always, I'm like always seeing the distances now, or, you know, I see it in enough time to know that I need to make a change and I can pull off the change, whether it's pick up the pace or, or slow down to make this clean. No, at the horse show, it was like, just run it everything. We'll figure it out. (laughs) What's a distance? (laughs) Just count the number between the two. It was, it was a very, I was like, what? I was not even, I was not nervous. I was like, we've got this. It's fine. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No. And also too, you think you would remember all the stuff your trainer tells you in lessons because Mm -hmm. they repeat it to you every single week of your life. And yet, when you get in the show ring, your mind is completely blank. It is. The only thing you know how to do is breathe and you know your name. And barely even breathing. Yes. That's about it. (laughs) Just enough bodily functions to keep you alive at this point. Yes. Am Am I still in the saddle? Okay, good job. For that whole, like, minute and 22 seconds of that round, obviously, Lara, your rounds are probably much quicker than ours, but... That's, you know, that solid hunt around, like a minute, 20 seconds. I don't know where they go. Don't know where I was. Hope someone <laughs> videoed because I haven't, the faint, you know, the trainer asks you, like, how many strides did you get on that? I'm like, no idea. You tell me you were watching. <laughs> what, right. I'm like, what, what lead did I land on? I don't know. <laughs> what, what was my first jump? Mm. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> I don't um, even know if we jump the right jumps. Like, <laughs> I keep wanting to believe that these are um, that these are part of show nerves, right? Everyone experiences show nerves differently. I may not get real anxious or anything like that, but I think the whole mentally blocking out your entire course is is attributed to riding or horse show anxiety. Um, I'm convinced, and so I'm. I'm hoping that someday that goes away. 
and and people start to remember what they do on a course. Uh oh, Alex is shaking her head no, and she has the most experience in this group. Oh no, oh gosh, oh no. Still a sufferer from anxiety and blanking out like mid course. Like there's been so many times where in the middle of my course I'm like, oh my god, where's my next jump? Like there are two jumps that have flowers in front of them, and I'm like. Is it that the diagonal line or the outside line? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it takes me like a solid two strides to figure it out. <laughs> oh no. So okay. I want to see you guys do jumpers one day, just so I can see you try to figure well, out the courses. Absolutely not. <laughs> That's terrifying. Inside turns are very scary. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm okay with the jumper portion of eventing because the jumps are numbered and they go in order and you don't have a jump off. I think I could do that. Yeah. They don't do the jump off. So then you don't have to remember the course in a different way. Right. So I think one day (laughs) I will be able to do that. That day is not today. Uh, and jumpers and jumpers will never be in the equation. I mean, come on, guys. I went off. Never I say never, y'all. Hunters. Okay. I still go off course in hunters, and it's and no. It's never say never. That's all I'm saying. Thing. All I'm saying. Never say never. Never. <laughs> hey, you might want to go to the Olympics one day, so you're gonna have to figure it out. <laughs> Our childhood dreams need to be lived out. <laughs> Hey, it was your guys' dreams to go to the Horse Olympics. I wanted to go to space, all right? <laughs> I didn't have a chance with mine. <laughs> you guys are getting old. Yeah, but time's a ticking. <laughs> okay, I'm going to... Old people go into space. Um, I'm going to piggyback <laughs> off of something that Jen just mentioned in her last um, commentary. So, horse show expectation. Week-long show. I'm going to have so much time in the saddle. I'm going to be riding so much because I'm there for five days, five days of showing. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to be riding so much. I'm going to be so sore. I'm going to be just constantly riding. Total time riding seven minutes. Yep. <laughs> you're, you're like <laughs> most, most expensive seven minutes of my life. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. That was one of the things that was really like shocking to me the first time I showed. I was like, wait, is that is that it? That's it? (laughs) (laughs) We're done? Hello? I paid like over four hundred dollars for ninety seconds, really? Uh huh. (laughs) For for ninety seconds for someone else's opinion about how I wrote. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I will, I'll make this even a touch worse now, and and this will probably get an eye roll because I obviously didn't even know what to expect when it comes to expectations for a horse show, but Jen's drive to Jen's very first horse show, well, it wasn't even the drive to it yet. I'm sorry. It was Jen fantasizing about Jen's first horse show where I was like, I'm going to take a couple of days off work. I'm going to get to sleep in. I'm going to get to have all this extra time to like do other things. I've never gotten a day off of work and the horse show is just like a little part of it. I'm going to get to do so much more with my time. That was a real big slap in the face. Oh yeah. yeah. You're terribly wrong. You're mistaken. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. 
And then you think right after your class is done, you're like, oh, I'm just going to wash my horse off and go home. No, if you're not there the entire day, your barn looks at you like, where is she going? Yep. (laughs) Exactly. And even if you are, even if you are completely done, like I've also just stood there and been like, I don't feel comfortable leaving. Like (laughs) you don't want to. Yeah. Very true. (laughs) Sit around and play on your phone. (laughs) Go watch a bunch of Grand Prix rides or like the derby or you know there's so many things to be done um I'm also I'm gonna piggyback off of another thing Jen (laughs) (laughs) so again my first week-long show I was like okay so I'm gonna take some PTO but I'm really gonna try to like minimize the amount of paid time off that I take from work it's a week-long show. I can definitely work in the evenings in the hotel room. It's totally fine. I can put some hours in, and then I don't have to take as much time off. And I'll be saving, you know, my PTO for another show week later in the year. And I'm going to be, like, super productive in the evenings, and it'll be totally cool. Reality? Uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> nope. By the time I get to back to the hotel... I'm just exhausted and I don't even, I look at the computer and go, that ain't happening. (laughs) The horse show hangover is worse than any hangover I ever, and now to be fair, I'm not a huge drinker, but I still did go to college and I did still, (laughs) you know, turn 21 and have, not only did I have a 21 birthday, I had a 21 plus one birthday party, you know, to just keep reliving that moment. Yay. So I've had hangovers. They are nothing like the horse show hangover. Mm-mm. That is awful. Your body is tired and your brain is tired, but you can't really rest or take a nap and a whole thing. It, no. You literally feel like you got hit by a truck. Yes. And then the truck backed up. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And that's only made worse, too, if you're in extreme weather one way or the other, you know, like if it's too hot or too cold or if it's rainy or if it's whatever, like that just like adds to your horse show hangover, too. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then you always think like, oh, no, I'll I'll be able to work the next day. God, no. That's a lie. (laughs) So that's a big fallacy. Take Monday off, folks. Yeah, I I learned that my and honestly, guys, like you're you guys are talking about week long horse shows. I did a one day Sunday horse show trailered in, did the horse show trailered out. I barely got up for work on Monday, and I hope and thank goodness none of my patients were critical that day because Jen's body was there, Jen's brain did not come (laughs) to work. Oh my gosh. And I actually from on night shift, I actually did a horse show where I worked the night before, slept no. for two hours, no. No. drove like an hour and a half to the horse show, no. schooled my horse, barely alive. <laughs> and I was like, I'm never doing that again. Wow. Was that a terrible idea? Like, thanks Alex from a week ago who thought she could do this. Like, yep. Alex from a week ago had bad ideas. <laughs> what a scam. Yes. <laughs> Good lord. I'm sitting here um, and I I preface this with at the time of recording, I have a tentative plan to do back to back horse shows. And right now, that sounds totally doable and a good idea. (laughs) So check back with me November 1 
Yep. And let's have this cover and we'll see what <laughs> and we'll laugh about this recording when past Jen thought this was a good idea. Mm-hmm. And future Jen is not happy. <laughs> future Jen hates her. Take Monday off. <laughs> I should. Really should. No, like do it now. Submit your PTO right now. Yep. Yep. Do it right now. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, Alex, you have another one that I'm ready for. Your I'm expectation excited. versus reality. <laughs> oh, okay. I hope we just keep all of my laughs. I want all of my laughs to just want be a like, laugh track of Jen. Yes, just a laugh track of Jen just being evil. <laughs> <laughs> all right, expectation. You're so it's the week before. You're leading up to the horse show, right? So you've had great lessons, all is going well, your horse is feeling great, you're nailing everything, and then all of a sudden, like a day or two before the show, your horse loses a shoe and is three-legged lame the day you're supposed to leave. (laughs) Trying to get on the horse trailer and your horse is literally struggling to even like stay upright. Like, has has that happened to you guys before? (sighs) No, but it sounds awful. (laughs) Gosh, it is zero out of 10 would not recommend. You get so excited for this horse show and then you show up and you're like, oh, you lost a shoe and you are completely unusable. Fantastic. Thanks, right. honey. Thanks. Really, Appreciate really <laughs> Yeah, I had a show there. I had already reserved the stall and um, like already sent my entries in. And then Lily was just back sore to the point where I was just not comfortable you know, like I could have probably pushed, but I chose not to. Mm-hmm. But like I had like I had the way those shows work is if you put your deposit down for the stall, that's a deposit. They will take that. So if you don't use that stall, that money's gone. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up having to catch ride and find someone to let me use their horse because I, you know, I didn't want to lose that. You know, I think mine, it was like $250. Oof. So it was, like, enough for me to want to, like, try to make something work. Um, But, yeah, like, I I totally feel that. Like, sometimes. And then what happens is the week leading up to anything, I I have turned into this neurotic weirdo. (laughs) Because I'm, like. Wait, turned into? Okay, More of. Not fired. (laughs) It's just amplified <laughs> and I'm like oh, did she take a step wrong oh is she is her I'm like prodding her back it's like oh she doesn't like that well yeah you're prodding her back Laura like stop <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like hypersensitive to everything oh yeah like, the week or two leading up to it whether it's a clinic or a show or even like an in-barn show where it really doesn't matter I just like put all of this into it. So I'm just like, oh my God, she just, she just walked weird. Guys, I think she's lame. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like she dragged her toe. Oh my God. <laughs> like we will not be happy unless they are completely wrapped in bubble wrap the week leading up before the show. Seriously. Right. All right. Well, to be fair, that was unfortunately the perfect segue into Jen's expectations for horse shows. Yay, I'm here for it. It's, it's bad. Okay, so 
Jen always has an exit strategy. <laughs> I love. I'm sorry. Jen's horse it. show plan is how to get out of having to horse show. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so bad. Okay. So and and I to to really hone this in, I will give the example of my first horse show with CJ. Where I was like, no, like, I don't, we're not going to do it. It's, you know, I was like, well, okay, um, I'll submit my entry the night before. And the night before ended up being like 1201, you know, so actually, <laughs> technically the day of. And I like emailed my, or I, oh, no, even worse, I think I took a picture of it on my phone because I couldn't get my cam scanner to work, which I also was like, cam scanner doesn't work, can't enter the horse show, oh, well. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, fine. All right. No big deal. They have, they'll, they'll return my money. If I don't show up to the horse show at all, they'll refund it. Okay. No harm, no foul. (laughs) (laughs) So my second attempt at the exit strategy was he probably won't even get on the horse trailer. If he doesn't want to get on the horse trailer, we just won't go like no big deal. I'm fine with it crap he got on the horse trailer and he's like um hi I would like to get on this trailer yeah he was like yeah okay fine let's go so all right so we get to the horse show and I'm like well let's just if he gets off the trailer and like he's just sane that's it like we'll just end right there we'll end on that super positive note that he traveled off the property in a horse trailer and everything's fine that of course my trainer was like well you're here so put your tack on. And I was like, okay, fine. I guess that's fair. Since the person I rode with, whose trailer it is, is doing the horse show, you know, I should probably school. It doesn't make any sense for me to like leave his butt on the trailer or try to tie him to it. All right, fine. Put the tack on. We'll go school. If he acts up at all in schooling, we're done. We're done. <laughs> yep, absolutely. If he if he blinks or nays or gets a little quick. Or puts his head up in the air. We're going home. <laughs> so, so, uh, you know, okay. So, so we get out to the schooling ring. He's fine. My trainer's like, just point him at a jump. And I'm like, all right, we'll go over a schooling jump. And then we're going to get back on the trailer. And we're going to go <laughs> And everything's going to be fine. <laughs> How did your trainer not murder you? I don't, I'm sure he was like, this is the weirdest other side to having an amateur ever I like came from this total polar opposite realm so obviously long of the short he jumps the schooling jump fine so my trainer says well at least go do the warm-up it doesn't even count for anything he just went over that jump really fine just do the warm-up it it, it was a $20 class no big deal do the warm-up it's perfect CJ's great I've got like a, a ear to ear smile and, and I'm like just go home and I'm like yeah let's be done I was like it's perfect he did a perfect warm-up I'm so so happy let's just go my trainer's like well just go back in and do the first course it's exactly the same as the warm-up just do the same thing you just did and I'm like well I guess that's you know, like that's kind of reasonable okay like we'll, we'll do that and then of course this is how this goes all the way until we <laughs> finish the under saddle and I take home champion and and he was like, he just, you really don't want to do this, do you? And I'm like, no, no, I, I do. I love horse showing, I think. 
as long as there's an exit strategy. Right. I just, I have to have an exit strategy. So that compounds into Jen's expectations when it comes to horse shows. Jen expects that the entire world is going to collapse at a horse show. I mean, without exaggeration, for a one-day show, four pairs of show breeches, at least three show tops, two coats, three bridles, two pairs of boots, rider, rider boots, three kinds of horse boots, um, six Why do you come up with your numbers, though? <laughs> Oh, because I have them written down. I have. But like, why six pairs of pants? Oh, I don't know. I because I apparently think I'm going to have massive diarrhea. Six. And I'm going to stain every. I bring multiple pairs of underwear to one day horse show. What is wrong with me? It can be nine. It'll be it'll be 98 degrees outside. I'll bring a jacket, you know, in case that one cloud turns into rain. How many tack trunks do you have? You don't want to know. <laughs> Plus, I only six. Probably. More than that. Plus the whole back of my CRV, which doesn't have the back seats, so it's pretty much like a van <laughs> that's filled with things. Um, I bring John's saddle just in case something happens to my saddle. I bring a second set of stirrup irons and stirrup leathers. I bring, like I said, the three bridles is just in case bridle number one and bridle number two breaks. My bridle is never broken, okay? Yeah. I've never stained a pair of pants at a, at a show. Well, that's not totally true, but not from diarrhea. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and, not, and not in a capacity in which I could not have shown in them. Um, I've never done anything that required me to need to get a different show shirt or a different jacket, or any of these things. So what this has amounted to is a self-fulfilling prophecy that if I bring multiple sets of absolutely everything, there's no chance anything can go wrong. <laughs> right? that and the exit so, strategy, I think you're so fully now, like So now it's like, <laughs> And now it's like a secret voodoo or like a secret, tra- uh, no, what do they call it? Like your lucky, your lucky traits. Like you have to do the same thing. Um, I actually, I think that's a sign of obsessive compulsive disorder. It but, sounds a little um, obsessive compulsive. It's a little bit. <laughs> okay. but, but it's okay. Um, so that's really bad. And especially like, and to really like nail this in, I'm not an overpacker by nature. I don't. I really don't. I don't pack lots of extra clothing for vacations. I don't pack extra stuff to go to work. My, I don't, I'm not a hoarder of things except for horse shows. I wonder where it came from though. Like, did someone once tell you you needed six pairs of pants or did you like, how did you, did it start with the pants and then it just ended up (laughs) like, how did we get here? I feel like, because I thought about horse shows for so long. I didn't get to go to horse shows. I just thought about horse shows. And so I started like pre-planning before there was even a horse in the picture, before I, I, there was a lesson in the picture. So I had in, in my mind like all of these things. And what happens if this goes wrong? Well, what happens if that goes wrong? Well, yeah. To include, to include, 
I also bring Ziploc bags to put my number in in case uh, in case of my back sweat, in case my back gets too sweaty and my and those little cardboard numbers might rip, the little hole punch in them might rip. So I put my numbers in a plastic baggie because I'm afraid I might sweat. And break my number, and then the judge won't know who I am, and then I'll be disqualified, which is also not a thing. But (laughs) it's really bad. You're, like, prepared for things that don't even happen. I know. (laughs) I might need to talk to somebody, guys. This might be a therapy type of thing. (laughs) Probably not a healthy trait that I've just exposed to everyone. Um, I mean, it's hilarious. I'm very comfortable talking about my diarrhea. Like on podcasting. (laughs) I've never had it at a horse show, but I'm convinced it might happen someday. Yeah. Okay, so Jen, question. I would like to know for science, what would happen if you you brought one less pair of show breeches? Like what would happen to your mental psyche if that were to happen? Would it throw everything off? Would the horse show be canceled? Would your exit strategies get more intense? I want to say yes. Um, my heart is palpating a little bit just thinking about like maybe <laughs> trying to take a pair of my breeches out of my my pre-packed show bag. Um, <laughs> or it's either going to be that where I'm just going to like, okay, so one less pair of breeches means three more saddle pads and a fourth bridle and oh, a so third show. <laughs> right. So it's either going to go that way or, or I'm going to like, not win and I'll be like it's because I didn't have the extra pair of breeches <laughs> and then I'll honestly that's where, that's where my mind would go because I'm a super like superstitious person and if yeah. I don't have everything lined up correctly that's why I lost not because yeah. I rode like garbage but yep. because I didn't have that specific helmet you know could not yep. possibly have been your riding exactly <laughs> that's ridiculous why would that happen that's um, exactly like where I'm at right now. And I mean, as as everybody knows, I didn't really even tell anybody that I was going to my first horse show because that was also an exit strategy. It was an exit strategy. I was like, if I lose, I don't have to tell anybody. Like no one even knows I went out today. It's fine. I don't have to tell anybody. Um, <laughs> and it's been like really uncomfortable for me to share that like I might have a couple of shows coming up. Yeah. Um, I'm like losing my exit strategy (laughs) in case anybody, anybody wanted to know this gaze wine cocktail is delicious. Oh, right to the face. Uh, (laughs) Okay. I remembered what I was going to ask you, Jen. So these shows that you've over prepared for times 1000 have been local shows, correct? Absolutely. So what happens if you have to travel? And I like how you say shows as though there's been more than one. Okay. Because there okay. not. <laughs> I think my point still stands. Now, now, I, now, to be fair, I did do a couple of like little horse shows, um, you know, with horses I was leasing and stuff like that in the past. So it's not totally true. But in the, in, to, in the name of science... I haven't the like there's there's no way. So what I would have to do, and I say have to, is acquire enough breeches to have that number for each day or 
have access to laundry because I also did this one time where I was doing it was it was a one day show, but there was a like the second one. There was an additional one day show the day after. So it was technically a separate show, um, but you got to earn points as though anyways. Yeah. And even though I had enough pairs of breeches because I had won the day prior, I washed those breeches and wore them again because superstitious me was like, well, those are my lucky breeches now because I won in those. And if I don't wear the same breeches, then then I'll lose. Mm-hmm. And it was true. Green, and it was yeah, right. Green, that makes sense. It yep. makes sense. It did. And you want to know, well, this is kind of like one of those like semi-sad. So I had I had a show shirt that was my lucky show shirt and I wore it for all of the the little like club shows that I had gone to. This is a while back. Well, not really, but anywho, um, the, I had a horse show the day after my dog died and Mm. it was, yeah, I mean, the whole thing was awful. Um, no, let me rephrase that. That's not how it happened. My horse, my horse show was the, the day before my dog died on Sunday. Oh, my horse show was on Saturday. And so I, and of course I had worn my lucky show shirt at the horse show and we had won. And when my dog died the next day, I was like, I don't care anymore. And I have not worn that show shirt ever since. Oh. It just sits in the closet because I'm like, mm-hmm. nope, the luck ran out. My dog dying had absolutely nothing to do with any of the rest of this. But this is like, I think all equestrians have some like weird level of superstitiousness to us. It does, and I, I'm science minded. And Alex, I know you are. Laura? Yep. Laura, I know you're logical, but... I'm logical. I'm not overly superstitious, though. Mm. I'm overly anxious. Absolutely. (laughs) Maybe maybe it manifested that way with you. Right. (laughs) So I don't know. If I had to do, like, an overnight show where I had to, like, pack for a lot of things, Mm -hmm. I don't know what I would do. Like... I'm about to find out what I'm going to do. It's still a one-day local show, but I'm taking two horses. Yep. So do you have to double everything, or? I don't know. What are the rules, Jen? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure yet. I have already started planning, though. Oh, my, actually, this is really funny. Um, View Hello has these, like, really cute printouts of like a horse show checklist. Oh, fun. And they're almost like so adorable that I don't want to use them, but I am still using them. But that's actually really, they're really nice. And you sit there and you look at it and you're like, well, I don't use that particular thing. I don't take that particular item with me when I horse show. But it was actually kind of nice to look over it and be like, oh, I would not have thought of that. Like I'm going to, I'm going to grab that and bring that too. So um, thanks, View Hulu. <laughs> This episode sponsored by. <laughs> Wait, we're not. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um. Okay. So, the last um expectation versus reality that I have written down is kind of what I think all of us adult Amies have in our minds. I I think. So here <laughs> we go. Uh. So you show up to the showgrounds dressed to the nines. The groom hands you your tacked up and immaculately clean horse. Ah. You put in some salt, 
Oh, well, sorry. I'm going to have to start over. Wait, hang on though. I want to, I want to slowly interrupt. So wait, so that was my ex, my expectations of doom and gloom at a horse show when in reality, none of that ends up being true. I've never had diarrhea at a horse show. I've never had to change my underwear. I've never needed the second show coat or the second or third bridle or the other five saddle pads. Oh, wait, actually, you don't even really use a, a saddle pad because you have to use the little fluffy one for your hunter rounds. I mean, honestly, I don't know why I pack as though the world is ending uh, because I have to unpack all of that, too. So I don't know what's wrong with me. So my expectation is like the polar opposite. Everyone else's expectations is everything's going to go fine. My expectation is everything is going to fail. And so, <laughs> therefore, <laughs> I am prepared. I am prepared for disaster. So anything less than disaster, um, like, really just befuddles me. Like, I'm just so very confused that nothing has gone wrong. And then that, like, level of anxiety stays with me. I keep looking for the thing to happen. And then it Ever doesn't. the pessimists. Like, yep. Oh, I know. It's so bad. So in reality, none of this has ever happened. And I've never needed the things. And the horses are fine. And I really just need to get the heck over myself. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. So. <laughs> Cheers to that. I was going to say, you, we should have an episode with horse show bloopers. Because, like, yes. the amount of, like, crazy shit that, like, you are prepared for that I probably should be prepared for that has <laughs> happened to me is absolutely insane. This ranges from sitting in chocolate with my show breeches, oh, um, breaking my girth in the middle of a course. Oh, yeah, dude. This is, like, we should have a horse show bloopers of, like, the shit that has, like, gone down. Oh, I am, like, I'm so set up for you. Dude. <laughs> Like I, mean, I could, like, packing list. That's what needs to I happen. could run you through my brain of everything that I think could possibly yeah. happen at a horse show. Yeah. And like you will be set. I mean, I was very prepared for Lara to spray paint her phone number on her horse's side. I was like, <laughs> I'm here for this. I know exactly how to fix your problem. We, I've got this. Amazing. When we were gonna evacuate from our barn because of the fire, she was trying to get me to. <laughs> Spray paint Lily with my phone number on her. Well, that's what people do for hurricanes. I know, that's what she, she was, was telling us. me. And I was like, I'm not spray painting my gray horse. My phone you will number. never get that out. I was like, but I've seen oh. it. It has happened. <laughs> well, so, so everyone who's not Jen probably <laughs> has a different expectation of how horse shows are going to go. So I think that we can probably um, end on this last expectation versus reality. So if you're not Jen, this is what I think most Rude. adult. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, pause. If anybody else is like me, I'm going to need you to comment on this. <laughs> And, and, and side with me that I'm not the only crazy person that prepares <laughs> for the worst. Jen needs to find her people. <laughs> there are more of me out there. The support group. <laughs> I need one. Okay. okay, so expectation for the normal, non-pessimistic adult Amy. Uh, you show up to the showgrounds dressed to the nines. The groom hands you your tacked up and immaculately clean horse. You school well, and you put in some solid rounds. 
and you come out champion in your division. <laughs> this is what yeah. we all think is going to happen. This is what happens to Jen. <laughs> this is what we all think is going to happen. In reality, you woke up at 4 a.m. to make sure you're able to get your horse fed, stall cleaned, and groomed with enough wiggle time, wiggle room to lunge if you need to. Oh, and you're definitely going to need to lunge. <laughs> your pants and your shirt have stains on them by the time the show ring opens at 8 a.m. Your schooling was mediocre at best, and you enter the ring and get a refusal at fence one. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I am so triggered! Yes. Oh, you literally... Or, or in the hunter world, well, not that refusals don't happen in the hunter world, but you get, you, you pick, you, you, you cross the ring, you're making your, your circle and you pick up the wrong lead. Yep. yep. And there you're like, do I just leave now or what? Right. I'm like, can I just exit? There went my entry fee. So can I go? Can I go? Are we exactly. good? You might as well at that point, just throw yourself off your horse and right. then just be taken away. Right. That's honestly yep. the better Perfect. option. Yep. Such better use of my time and my money. <laughs> Might as well. Let me just throw myself on the ground. <laughs> Could you imagine though? Like I want one of us to do that one day. Like this is this is this is like like a little fun side caveat, funny story. It tags on to this. So in the under saddle class in my first horse show with CJ, we unfortunately have to go to the left at the canter for our first whatever the first time and cj's left lead canner is his weaker one if he's going to give me any trouble or any hiccups it's going to be on the left lead i ask three times without success and i i either finally got it or they weren't asking for the canner anymore i'm not sure i don't remember because of course i've blanked out all of that out um so okay fine i take a deep breath i de-stress i'm like it's, it's fine. We got the hard side done and over with. We're going to the right now. We'll just make our right side look really good and see if we can still even end up somewhere in the ribbons. Picks up the left lead. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like you kept asking. <laughs> and that was the worst. I was like, oh, my God, I need to pat you and say good boy. But God, yeah. This no, is not my the time, CJ. No, it's not I the could, time. I like in his in his mind, I could see him being like, "I got it, mom. I got it. Why are you upset with me?" <laughs> You're you just so inconvenient. I'm so proud of you. Oh, you're so <laughs> inconvenient. <laughs> um, so oh, that happened. Okay. That was my funny story from my first tour show. <laughs> but you guys still placed, right? Yeah, we did. So everybody else did way worse things, and I'm okay with that. That is seriously the joy to these. And I wish I wish this was true, like, everywhere. And this may be just a Jen commentary. Sometimes I have. I'm alone in my thoughts. <laughs> um, <laughs> that sounded bad. Um, I do honestly wish that schooling divisions at horse shows were schooling divisions that that horses could make mistakes or riders could make mistakes in them and still 
place or still kind of like end up and like where I'm at at least even see shows you need to be perfect to be in the ribbons like you're if you chip you're not you're not placing it doesn't matter that it was you know the two foot open class so I do really wish there was something for that where horses could make mistakes and it didn't just automatically mean you were like completely out of the ribbons that you know judges could understand that like baby classes I think baby classes your horse shouldn't already be perfect my baby's not perfect well I mean you know I think he is but he's not you know Alex your baby is mostly perfect but there's those days so I don't know but so like I was saying like the fun part to um at least that that little schooling show that I went to and the thing that I really truly appreciated was the people who entered the schooling class had horses that needed to be schooled. Yeah. Everybody made mistakes and it took all of the pressure off where I felt all this anxiety that I was like, what if I brought the worst horse to the show? And in the same line, I watched someone do the add in and the leave out. And I'm like, no, we're fine. We're okay. We'll just do the best we can do. They're doing the best they can. And we're all going to do just fine. Yeah. So I did really, really appreciate that. I do wish there were more shows like that. I wish, I don't know. I just wish there was more room for mistakes that you weren't just automatically blowing so much money if you're not perfect right off the bat. That's kind of a bummer. Well, I think there's something to be said about like making a mistake and making a correction. That's a lot more profound than, you know, making a mistake and just letting it roll, you know, like, like the way you correct the mistake should have meaning and have value in those schooling rounds yeah so I had learned this um of course I had to ask for a lot of help so I I was uh, streaming the not um what was it the capital challenge mm-hmm. and I was watching the equitation and I would see the horses um bump the rails or mm-hmm. knock rails down mm-hmm. and then they would get really good scores and I was like what? How are you placing when you knocked a rail down? And so I was like asking around and people were saying, you know, that in the equitation, if it's not the rider's fault, then they don't get penalized for that. And I was like, one, obviously these judges, this this is why they're, you know, these top notch judges. But part of me is like, how did you decide that it was the horse's fault and not the rider's? Yeah. Because I live in this world where it's always my fault. It's never my fault. I think most of the time it is the rider's fault, but I think when you're looking at riding at that level, it, it, it'd be hard. You, you would have to see the mistake, and I think the mistake would be pretty obvious, from especially a judge judging at yeah, that prob- level. Yeah, probably obvious for a judge. I mean, to me, I was just like, whoa, she got a really good score, and they knocked that fence down. How did yeah. that work? You know? They crashed through that oxygen. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> there weren't any crashes, thankfully. I do wish there were divisions like that where you could make a mistake and you were rewarded for fixing like the mistake and and moving on. I don't know. I think my trainers told me exactly twice that my horse knocked a rail and it wasn't my fault. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, that's, you get that one. That one was just unlucky. And I was like, really? I didn't do anything wrong. really so all right ladies I think this was a pretty fun um episode of our expectations versus realities I think this season's shaping up to be kind of a a fun one um 
So yeah, I don't know how to outro this, so I'm struggling. <laughs> I like it. I mean, expectations. Expectations. Laura knows how to outro a podcast by now. <laughs> the expectation <laughs> is everybody else but Jen thinks everything's going to be fine. Reality, stuff happens. And Jen's prepared for it. Jen's, Jen's expectation <laughs> is everything will go wrong. In reality, it was fine. Everything's always fine, guys. It actually really always is. That's true. Everything's a learning moment. Yep. That is adulting in a nutshell. It's fine. I'm fine. We're fine. It's all on fire, but we're fine. It's just a little <laughs> hot in here. That's all. <laughs> All right, so we'll catch you next week, people. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, my ladies. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in this week. Be sure to drop by our Instagram and share your own personal experiences with us. Subscribe and review our podcast so you're always up to date with our latest shenanigans. Remember that everyone is on their own journey, so let's all just be kind and pat our ponies. <laughs>